What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Draft Chaff. I'm Zach Hackett, and joining me on the line, as usual, Ben Fisher. Ben Fisher, how's it going today? Wait a minute. Hold on. No, I'm I'm Ben. Um, there seems to have been some kind of mistake here. Uh, actually, Zach can't make it on the show this week. He's traveling for work. So, listener, you're stuck with me. But we got something pretty cool this week. Well, we're going to jump into a Vintage Cube live draft. Rather than, you know, cancel a week or skip an episode, uh, I, I wanted to kind of get this in there because... I just love Vintage Cube, uh, even though I'm maybe not the best at it. Getting there. Getting there. Uh, as a reminder, you should hop in our Discord. It's where all the good stuff happens. You can talk to us, the Chaficionado community, post your trophies, see what's going on, see what's you know being planned for the near future, uh, and come talk about your picks, your wins, your losses, everything in between. Again, a big shout out to our folks over on Patreon. Without you, we could not do this. So thanks. We really mean it. Wow, I guess Zach was on this week after all. How did they, how did they get here? Anyway, I'm going to skip the cracker draft type thing today because we're doing a cracker draft for Vintage Cube. Huh. Man, I'm going to maybe draw a face on a ball and pretend it's Zach because I don't know how I'm supposed to do all this stuff without him. Uh, I, I think for Teferi Tibble, I can just share a quick high and a low. Tears of the Kingdom, it's been awesome. Definitely Teferi for the week. And the fact that I'm a teacher and it's almost the summer, that's pretty good too. Uh, Tibble. Not sleeping enough. That is a repetitive thing on here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess that's just kind of how it is towards the end of the school year. Things get busy, um, as I'm sure things tend to happen for the, the rest of the season, no matter what job you have. As you're getting close to the end of something or other, it ramps up. Now, I took a look at the listener questions this week. They're honestly so much fun that I kind of wanted to wait until Zach was back. But uh, I, I'm going to tease one maybe for next week. Uh, I actually had a student in my school recently asked if I do any kind of radio announcing or something like along those lines or I don't know I, I thought that was kind of funny um more on that when we get to that question let's get right into our main topic for the week episode 153 of vintage cube live draft those that have been you know zoned into vintage cube recently may have heard a big update First of all, Ryan Spain is in charge, one of the original co-founders, co-hosts of uh, Limited Resources. Obviously, big inspirations for us. We love those guys at LR. Uh, LSV is obviously their current co-host now, but Ryan Spain was one of the ones that started it all. So when it comes to Limited, he knows what he's what he's talking about. Really, he's going optimal at all times. So with Ryan Spain in charge, uh, yeah, we could trust that they're going to make some cool decisions. And cool decisions he did make. He changed 80 cards in the Vintage Cube, which uh, of the 540 is a pretty big percentage. Now, there's some cards in Vintage Cube you can't change. I mean, just by definition, a Vintage Cube contains the Power 9. Uh, and without those, it just isn't a Vintage Cube anymore. And I recommend you go check out, if you're interested, uh, his episode, uh, the most recent one on LR, in which he breaks down some of the reasons that a Vintage Cube becomes a Vintage Cube in the first place. Uh, it kind of boils down to... When you have the power nine, you need cards that play well with them. You know, you can't have the power nine Moxon in packs next to four mana, four, four vanilla creatures. The, the, these just aren't on the same power level as each other. Now, as far as the actual cube itself, I found a lot of these changes pretty refreshing, bringing in some new cards or some ones from the past that uh, kind of needed to get cycled out or gone. Uh, I think overall, these are some pretty bold changes, maybe a couple misses in there. But what I really like is that Ryan has made it very, uh, very evident that he wants to make updates based on community feedback. And that's actually already happened. Even just booting up Magic Online today looked like uh, because the cube was going to be up for an extra week, they were able to roll out some of those changes partway through this cube season. 
So I, I found that pretty impressive. And as someone who's built the cube myself, the ability to make that kind of, I guess, uh, conscious, constant feedback based on fan response is, is pretty awesome. Now, I'm going to go ahead and enter this, this draft here. And honestly, we're going to hope for the best. Uh, I'm pretty good at going 2-1 in Vintage Cube. Not always the best at going 3-0. I mean, it happens sometimes, but my last draft, I've only done this iteration of the cube as in, well, as in Ryan Spain's new version. I've only done it once, and it, I've drafted a pretty good White Weenies deck. Uh, it was mono white, a very simple draft. Honestly, I'm happy that I didn't record that one for the show uh, because it was such a simple draft. Uh, I mean, I did open up Black Lotus in pack three, so that was pretty cool, but I, d I didn't even have any good four drops to ramp out on turn one with it. Nothing like a Gideon or a four mana Elspeth or a Wanderer or something like that would have been good. But I did have all the pieces. I had Athalia. Uh, I had uh, both uh, Path and Swords, the good removal spells in white. And I, I had a lot of uh, sideboard options against a lot of decks. Uh, I started off 4-0, which felt pretty good. Uh, then I came across a good reanimator deck in my last match. And man... I had one game where I just chose to play a Thalia instead of leaving up a Containment Priest. So, of course, they discarded a Grizzlebrand on their end step, and uh, that was it. So, that, that felt kind of bad. So, we're hoping to open some power here. If we open any of the Moxin, or uh, maybe something good in, in the Power 9 besides the Moxin, uh, I'm in for that. I do like the monocolor beatdown decks. Those might not be the most interesting to hear recorded in a, in a in a stream version by the way you should check out the video for this if you're listening upon uh, spotify you can actually see it just by looking at your uh, device whatever you're watching this or listening to this on uh, otherwise oh, here we go we have got a paradoxical outcome man that, that's our first card out of the pack just going to run through some of the power stuff in here there's a mind twist uh, we didn't open any literal power sadly but mind twist is very strong there's also chandra torture defiance which i really enjoy in, in uh, vintage cube find that it goes well in a lot of archetypes whether mono red or these kind of big uh, value piles this provides card advantage with its plus uh, also some damage to the opponent and can kill creatures so it's good there's a vencer shaper savant i like sylvan carried mother of runes is kind of the one where you can go into mono white this is definitely the kind of pack where you kind of get to pick your direction i think mind twist is the best card in the pack you can do the most broken things with it uh, ramping up fast mana and uh, making your opponent discard their whole hand is pretty busted. But it's Vintage Cube. You get to do a little bit of what you want. Um, I think here I'm going to look at... Oh, also, there's a couple lands to note here. Horizon Canopy, Silent Clearing, Sulphurous Springs. But I'm feeling Chandra on this one. I think I'm just going to go with the Chandra, see where this puts me. It leaves me pretty open. Mind Twist does go well in the big mana decks, and without opening big mana... Uh, I don't know, I probably should take it, but I'm feeling Chandra here. All right, we're past. Ooh, a Lelia Blade with Forged. I like that. So we also get past some other good cards. There's a Teferi Time Raveler, a three fairy here. Arona Herald of Invasion. Interesting new inclusion. Mystic Confluence is pretty solid. A third Path Iconoclast is a cool one. Flicker Wisp for the Mono White decks. Love Flicker Wisp. Has a lot of interesting play to it that you wouldn't expect. There's a Taiga as far as lands go. I'd be interested in taking fetches early, but these duels... You don't really need to prioritize them too much. Two-color fixing is pretty easy to get, but uh, Chandra and Lelia just play super well together. Lelia Blade Reforged, 3-mana 2-2 two, two Haste. Whenever it attacks, exile the top card of your library, and you can play it this turn. Play, not cast, so that's good. 
And then whenever one or more cards are put in the exile from your library and or graveyard, put a 1-1 counter on Lelia. So it always just gets that first counter, and it works really well with Chandra, too. Uh, these just play super well together, uh, plus they're kind of on color. Not necessarily looking to go into mono-red, but if it happens, it happens. Could also be kind of like a red-green pile or a teamer pile. Let's see what we get past. Huh. Well, there's an Ember Cleave, but there's also a Counterspell, a Brain Freeze in this pack. A Soul Herder for a Flicker deck. Not really seeing much in the way of that. Hmm. There's an Issue Who Shakes the World. There's some big mana stuff here, too. An Ulamog, a Terastodon. Uh, time of Need. What is that? Search the library for Legendary Creature card. Reveal it. Put in your hand. Then shuffle. Two mana sorcery. No, not for us. There's also Loro Retainers. Uh, kind of like a combo type piece. I guess combo reanimator. Interesting. Hmm. Counterspell might be the best card in this pack. I don't hate kind of taking a, a pick at Blue Red here. I think it's better than Ember Cleave or Fiery Confluence, which are uh, the red cards in this pack. There's some reanimator stuff. There's a Sphinx of Steel Wind here. Zitor's Proving Ground to move into Jund, but I think I like the Counterspell here. I know it looks like it's going to be hard to cast, but trust me, it'll be fine. Uh, I don't mind playing a Blue Red Twin deck or something like that either. Well, we got past Dream Halls, and I've been saying for a while that I really want to try a Dream Halls deck out, and you know, this might be the draft for it. There's an opposition in this pack, too. Mm. It is early enough to take opposition and kind of go into it, but I don't really have a lot on the token-making vector, which is really where opposition is best. You can dump out a bunch of little tokens, use them to tap down all of your opponent's lands each turn. That's just disgusting. I think I'd like to try Dream Halls. I mentioned on the show a while back that I wanted to give this a go. Three blue blue enchantment. Rather than pay the mana cost for a spell, its controller may discard a card that shares a color with the spell. Yeah, I mean, this obviously pairs really well with card advantage and combo-y nonsense. I'm kind of interested to see how this card works. Okay, moving along, we've got a Grave Titan and an Uro. Some power in this pack. A Walking Ballista, a Smuggler's Copter. Copter usually goes well in the aggro beatdown decks. Dire Fleet Daredevil, good piece for Mono Red. There's a Jetmere's Garden, a Breach through the Breach. White Plume Adventurer, not seeing twin pieces so much. Worldly Tutor, it's whatever. There's also an Is It Signet. I like the Signets if you can get them out early, but this doesn't necessarily feel like a Signet deck. I don't know. Acceleration's never bad to have. Hmm. Not seeing anything great to Dream Halls out here. I guess Breach would be an interesting way to go with this. Try to Breach in an Emrakul or... Uh, Titan or something. I think the safe pick might just be the Signet, though. Ah, but Breach does pair kind of well with Dream Halls. Nah, Signet's the safe pick. We'll go with that. Oh, Inferno Titan, Glenelenja Archmage. These are two cards that I like to see for this deck. Hmm. Question is, which of these do I take? Uh, there's also a Phyrexian Metamorph and a Desperate Ritual in blue and red, but in Vintage Cube, you don't need to look so much for the colors as you are kind of the vector. Uh, fixing is pretty easy to get here. Only fixing in this pack, though, is a Waterlog Grove. Not, not great. Hmm. Glenelenja Archmage. That yeah, seems pretty good. But Inferno Titan. Eh, I guess by the time I have a Dream Halls in play, I could immediately Inferno Titan by discarding something like a Lelia or maybe a cheaper red card. I am looking for big mana stuff with this Dream Halls. Let's try Inferno Titan here. Mm. We're probably not going to get to wield a Glenelenja Archmage, but that's probably the other thing in the pack we'd want. Ooh, there's an Echo of Eons in this pack. Hmm, maybe try to do some busted stuff. I don't quite have the uh, <laughs> the materials for that yet. Don't really have the fast mana. 
hopefully we'd get some power or something like that. But I wouldn't mind playing a, a big mana artifact, something like a, a, a one mana tap for three, doesn't untap type spell. There's a Perforos' intervention, a lightning helix here. Could go for like a Jeskai control type of thing. But with Dream Halls, a free wheel via Echo of Eons sounds pretty good. Let's try the Echo of Eons. Okay, here we've got a Mana Flare. Past in Flames. Hmm. This isn't looking like a Storm deck. Chandra, Lelia, Inferno Titan. These are like blue-red mid-range control. Just solid cards. There's a Windswept Teeth in this pack. It's not touching our colors, so I'm not sure I like it, but maybe I could pick up a Tri-Land. It's honestly just a really late Windswept Teeth, and this could easily go into Jeskai, so I think we'll take the Heath here. It's just the best card in the pack, I think, for us. There's a Worm Coil and Meat Hook Massacre. Kind of funny to say those aren't the best cards in the pack, but uh, not really along this vector. All right. Hmm. Mother Runes came back. White Weenies might be open. I did see a, a, a Hero Bladehold going around, too. Hmm. Greater Gargadon's left. Woe Strider. There's a Basalt Monolith. That's kind of along our vector, but it's not great. It helps us ramp out something like an Inferno Titan or an Echo of Eons, but this is kind of more for the big artifact decks. I don't see anything else here we really want, though. I guess I could cheat a Gargadon into play with Dream Halls, but eh, I don't think that sounds that good. We'll just take the Basalt Monolith. Hmm, didn't really get too much back here. The Flicker Wisp wield, I, I hate to say, but maybe Mono White was open. March of Otherworldly Light is in this pack. There's a Goblin Barbarment, a Toski left, and a Deep Forest Hermit. Whoever took that opposition is going to be happy to see that Deep Forest Hermit come back. I think I'm going to take the March here. Uh, we have the Heath, maybe can dip in the Jeskai. Oh, okay, here's some power. Sphinx of the Steelwind, Ulamog, and Terastodon all came back. Sphinx of the Steelwind is the kind of card I could cast with Dream Halls. Discard a blue card, I can just play it. Hmm. Yeah, let's try that. This isn't looking like an Embercleave deck. Not really mono-red beatdown. <laughs> well, speaking of which, Inkwell Leviathan. That's another card I can Dream Halls into play. There's a Walking Ballista, a Grave Titan, and a Worldly Tutor left. I'll take the Ballista. I mean... Maybe we can get some more big artifact ramp. Oh, a student of warfare. Probably want that. Nah, well, there's that in, the de in, in a desperate ritual. I guess I'll take the desperate ritual. And a lightning helix came back, so another inroads for Jeskai. End of pack one, feeling okay about this. Seeing what we've opened in pack two, no power. Oh well. Uh, we do have some powerful cards though. There's a Dak Faden and a Minskin Boo. And I've seen both these cards win the game just by themselves, and I hate to say it, but. Minsk and Boo might be it. This is just a truly ridiculous Planeswalker. For those that don't know it, uh, let me pull it up on the screen here. Four mana, three loyalty. When it enters the battlefield, you get a legendary 1-1 named Boo. Uh, it is Trample and Haste for some reason. Uh, the uptake on Minsk and Boo is you put three 1-1 counters on a, a creature with Trample or Haste. And then the, the minus two is you sack a creature, it flings it, deals that much damage to any target, and then you draw that many cards uh, where X is power. So it deals X, you draw X. If you do this with the Minsk, uh, you draw four, deal four, and then you get another Minsk, or you get another Boo on your upkeep every turn. Minsk and Boo is just a really ridiculous generative value card. It's not really along a vector or anything. It's just that good. In this pack, besides the Dact, there's an Ancestral Vision, Mishra's Bauble. There's a Ledger Shredder, Young Pyro. I don't know. Even though Dak Faden is on color for us, I think Minsk and Boo is just better. Ooh, an Arid Mesa in the next pack. Fiery Islet, a Miscalc. Ooh, man. 
Huh, it's going to be close between miscalc and the rest of the stuff. Some cards we're not really interested in. Uh, Jadarg, Wukar, and Nefalia. That's interesting. Maybe for like a sacrifice deck. Stoneforge Mystics here. There's a, a Thoracal. Probably not on that. Yogmoth Thran Physician. I think miscalc is probably the card we want. But there's also an Arid Mesa. Uh, I mean, we are kind of splashing white, but we, we don't really have a good reason to yet. I guess it's probably the miscalc. There's a balance in this pack, too. Balance is a very strong card for a control deck. Um, not sure I'm looking to be a balanced deck right now. There's a Fiery Islet and Imperial Recruiter as well. Don't forget, we do have some just good value mid-range stuff. Lelia, Chandra. I think it's got to be the miscalc. Although, maybe I'm going to regret not taking the Arid Mesa if I can pick up a, a Triland of some kind. Hopefully one that touches both white and bl uh, blue or red pairing with white. Because then I'd have two white Trilands. Hmm. Yeah, we'll go with the miscalc. Next pack here. Yeah. Okay, there's some stuff. There's a Thundermall Hellkite. Arcane Proxy. There's a Dig Through Time. Dig Through Time might be it for us. Another thing that kind of pairs interestingly with Dream Halls, uh, given that it kind of gives some good card advantage and selection, so you might not mind discarding something like a miscalc to, uh, to, to go cast Dig Through Time for free. Arcane Proxy is interesting. We don't have a lot of good spells to cast off of it. This one works well with something like Time Walk. But this one, uh, it's no Snapcaster. It doesn't work well with Miscalculation or Counterspell. Other good cards in the pack. There's an Omnath, but we're... <laughs> well, actually... Uh, hold on. We're not too far off Omnath. Dream Halls lets us get into play. We have Windswept Teeth. We're not a lands deck for sure. But we are starting to branch into more colors. I think the EV speculation pick of Omnath might be better than the Dig Through Time. Let's take Omnath. We're here for fun. So we've got a Force of Negation next pack. A High Tide. Oh man, I love playing High Tide decks. They're so much fun. Ooh, a Xander's Lounge. Island, Swamp, Mountain. It's an island. It's also a swamp. Um, but particularly, it's an island and a mountain. I think we just need that. This would make a black fetch, a black adjacent fetch go up for us a lot. Force of Negation strong, but we're a little low on fixing now, so we can't really let a blue-red dual land pass us by. Next pack. Ooh, we got a Spellseeker. There's a Renin 6. Oh, man. Is this turning into Teamer value pile? I take one Omnath, and I, I go off the deep end. There's a Leovold in this pack as well. Very strong card. Tooth and Nail. Interesting. Lurus. So uh, hopefully whoever opens a Black Lotus gets to play with Lurus and just really go off. I don't mind the red in six, especially with a uh, fetch land and a Xander's Lounge. Maybe, oh, maybe we can get that other fetch land back. The Arid Mesa, maybe no one else wants it. You know, maybe no one's playing. I mean, it is the one that people tend to want the least. Mono white, mono red, they don't really need the fetch land. Uh, I guess they will take it and play it, though. I don't know. I should have looked and seen what else was good in that pack. I think I want to go for the W6 here. Okay, what have we got? Brain Geyser. X blue blue target player draws X cards. Interesting. Archon of Cruelty, the best reanimation target, and one of the best things to cheat into play. Hmm, don't think we're really doing that. Black's kind of far from where we're looking. Honestly, there's a consider in this pack. Don't mind just taking a consider. <laughs> Seems kind of simple, right? Just a one blue, surveil one, draw a card. But I could surveil a land into the graveyard to get back with Renin 6. Or I could uh, fix a draw, or I could discard this to Dream Halls or something. It just kind of smooths out um, your hand in a format where having a, an efficient and smooth and clean curve out kind of does matter. 
Let's go consider. Huh, okay, so we've got, ooh, we've got an Agent of Treachery in this pack. Agent of Treachery with Dream Hall sounds kind of dirty. Discard something, get the Agent for free. That seems pretty good. There's also a Hydroid Crisis. I don't have a ton of ways to go huge on mana. Oh, but there's also a Nicol Bolas God Pharaoh. Oh man, two good hits. Yee. What should I rather cheat into play? Honestly, it's probably Nicol Bolas, right? I, I don't mind going adjacent to black. I do have the Xander's Lounge. Cheating Nicol Bolas into play? I mean, that's huge. Okay, uh, all right. I'm doing this one in, in Zach's honor. Let's go with Bolas. Agent of Treachery is a cruel and mean card. Bolas, uh, it's a planeswalker. You, you gotta play a little fair with it. Well, I guess if we're taking Bolas, I, I could take this Blood Crypt. It's not adjacent to my fetch in the Windswept Heath, but again, I'm gonna need some pretty good fixing here, especially with an Omnath now. There's a Savannah as well. Oh no, actually, I, I guess I should go get the uh, the blue green or the green white land. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's go with the green white land, the Savannah. Nah, but maybe not. Hmm. Back and forth on these. No, I've got a black source to fetch. I, I guess the Savannah is gonna help me cast some of this nonsense. Oh wow, back fade and wield. All right, so I guess blue and red are pretty open. Maybe there's like a twin player that. No, there was no twin piece in this pack. Let's go with Dak Faden then. Hmm. Some things left, some things wheeled. Athos's Oracle came back, an Imperial Recruiter. Pyretic Ritual. Guess we could take Thoracle. Maybe do some Dream Halls nonsense. Doesn't hurt to have a Thassa's Oracle in your in your board somewhere. Uh, we're down to the treasures of the pack. I'll take a Liliana out of respect. Thalia came back, High Tide came back, Exum came back. There's an inspiring vantage. Eh, it's a red white land, so I guess we take it. Some mono white cards came back. Lean and Relic Hoarder, Manatithe, Duretti. We'll take the Duretti and hopefully not play it. Brain Geyser Wield, I guess that's a big mana payoff, and a Gideon Jura. All right, let's go power. This is definitely looking like one of those big value piles that wouldn't, wouldn't mind some acceleration in the early game, wouldn't mind some ways to start dumping stuff quick. Hmm. Okay, well, no power, but some really good options. We've got a Factor Fiction, a Prismatic Vista, and a Raugrin Triome right off the bat. Triomes are big for a type of deck like this, but I think Prismatic Vista edges it out because I've got a Renin Six. Fetch lands are just going to be really important. Everyone wants them in pretty high order. There's also a channel, but we're not doing that. Uh, there's a Chain Lightning, Pester Mite. Elishnor and Mother of Machines is interesting, too. I think I'm on the Vista, though. It just pairs really well with my Renin Six and my Omnath. Okay, now I've got to decide how big I'm trying to go here. There's an Atraxa. There's also a Simic Signet. Man, I gotta make the smart call, but Dream Halsing out an Atraxa? Hmm, that sounds pretty good. Draw a bunch of cards off of it, but Simic Signet actually lets me cast these nonsense spells. It's a blue adjacent Signet. Maybe it'll wheel, though. I don't know, maybe maybe no one's interested in this type of pile deck. I think I have enough big end stuff to do. I, I gotta be a grown-up here. I gotta take the Simic Signet. Other things in this pack, there's a Rafelos. If there's a mono green player at the table, that's pretty busted for them. Some good uh, kind of reanimator targets in Elisnor and Grand Cenobite. A good top end for me, maybe in Consecrated Sphinx. But I've gone down on the Sphinx. It's obviously a, a stupid strong card, but we've got a stupid strong top end already. Uh, I need to be able to cast my spells and ramp into them, so we'll go with the Signet here. Okay, we've got a, a bunch of options. Ooh, there's a Coalition Relic. That seems like the perfect card for a pile like mine. Uh, we've got some other interesting ones. Ooh, Arena Rector. 
Interesting. So when that, that creature dies, it's a format of one one. When it dies, you can exile it, and then you tutor out a planeswalker and put it into play. That'd be a second way to cheat out Nicol Bolas God Pharaoh. Hmm. I think I'm still gonna go with the coalition relic. If I'm doing this blue-red, now blue-red green pile, uh, their coalition relic's just fantastic for this. This is a three-mana artifact, it taps for a man of any color. And then you can tap it to put a charge counter on it. And then at the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, you remove all charge counters from it and add one mana of any color for each charge counter that way. So you can kind of store mana with it. Uh, and you, you can then use it as like a double mana rock. It's, it's really strong, really great multicolor fixing. I'd also kind of like a hex drinker in this deck where I can just, you know, use excess mana for that. Ooh, Urza, Lord High Artificer. Don't really have a bunch of artifacts to make Urza super busted. Hmm, there's a Demir Signet. It's blue acceleration, don't mind that either. Niv-Mizzet Reborn. Could this be a Niv-Mizzet deck? I could cheat it out. I'm missing fixing for it. Uh, maybe back on Demir Signet, just to have some acceleration. I, I do enjoy playing these big pile-style decks. There's a Baseju who endures. Pretty good to discard and then get back with Renin Six. Ooh, that is a really good little synergy there. Hmm. Uh, between Besaiju and Demir Signet on this one. Hmm. We are a little low on creatures, ways to actually win the game. Let's go with Niv. Uh, let's, let's have a, a Niv pick here. Wow, Emrakul Aeon's Torn. We don't have a single way to get that into play. Some other interesting cards in this pack. There's a Tinker. I've got Sphinx of the Steelwind. I've got Inkwell Leviathan. I have some cheap Signets. I guess this is a Tinker deck. Yeah, it's not a super dedicated Tinker deck, but I um, guess it's fine. There is also a Reclamation Sage, though. This is the safe pick here. But in Vintage Cube, sometimes you can't really afford to go safe. Sometimes you just got to go big. Let's go with Tinker. Sometimes you just need a busted way to win the game on the spot. Ooh, a Verdant Catacombs. Hmm. So Verdant Catacombs would let us go fetch Savannah... Uh, or Xander's Lounge. That seems really good. There's a Wheel of Fortune in this pack, too. Oh, and a Sheldock Isle. Really enjoy Sheldock Isle, but I can't pass up a fetch while I'm playing with Ren and Six and Omnath. We'll take the Vernon Catacombs here. Ooh, okay. Bit more action. There's a Sundering Titan to go get off of our Tinker. Palace Jail looks a little difficult to cast. Kind of the only options here. There's a Fire Blast for the Mono Red player. Oh, wait, there's a Bolus' Citadel? Oh man, both good Tinker targets in the same pack. Sundering Titan and Bolas' Citadel. Except Bolas' Citadel is basically impossible for me to cast ever get stuck in my hands. Even through Dream Halls. Triple Black is just not reasonable for this deck to, to achieve. But Sundering Titan I could eventually cast if I just go big mana enough. I guess with Coalition Relic. Uh, no, I'm not loving it. I think I'd rather tutor out the Sundering Titan. I think Bolas' Citadel can be a trap sometimes. Huh, okay, let's see what we got here. Lodestone Golem, Coma Cosmo Serpent. I don't hate tutoring that out. Uh, cheating that into play with the Dream Halls or something. Sword of Fire and Ice. Uh, maybe whoever got that uh, Stoneforge Mystic will pick that up. Nothing here that's really on vector for us. I think I'll just go with the Coma here. Might not play it. It's just kind of a solid top end filler card. Man, this is certainly a pile. Uh, these types of cards, or these types of piles can do well in Minish Cube though. Ooh, so what came back? Channel came back. Oh man, that channel Emrakul. Oh, that's so fun. Uh, there's an Elastorn. I've been interested in trying this one out. Doubling up the ETB effects, of which there's always more than you expect, and shutting off your opponents. I mean, that's always great too. There's a Kenrith, 
Goblin Electromancer, Figure of Destiny. Let's try out Elisnorn. She seems like she'd be right at home in a stupid pile like this. <laughs> Elisnorn doubling up Inferno Titan triggers. That's kind of funny. Hmm. Interesting. Atraxa, Consecrated Sphinx, Elisnorn, Grand Cenobite, all wield. Although so do the Badlands. Yeah, we do kind of have our top end shored up. Ramping out a Consecrated Sphinx, though. Pretty good. We have the black fixing we need with the lounge. I never need to fetch both. I'm going to go with the Sphinx here over the Atraxa. Sphinx, it doesn't quite have the same ETB effect. And yeah, I know Atraxa, Elishnorn. That's obviously just silly. You go and draw a million cards. But you do the same thing with Consecrated Sphinx. Uh, and it seems like it's going to be a little bit easier to get into play. Kind of winding down pack three here. Sad I didn't get much, uh, much in the way of early acceleration. Picking up those signets was definitely the right call. Uh, getting that Basalt Monolith, that might make it in, just so I can ramp out maybe some of these big things like the Sphinx. But it does look a little messy. Adding a bunch of colorless mana doesn't help me cast the Renin Six uh, or the Dak Faden or anything like that. Jessica's Will. I've been meaning to try this one. Uh, a Commander card. Three mana. Uh, you can choose one. Add red for each card in your opponent's hand or exile the top three cards of your library. You may play them this turn. Don't hate the idea of just three mana ritual for six, seven. That, that can be pretty strong. <laughs> There's a Timeless Lotus that came back. Timeless Lotus helps us cast our Niv, our Omnath, like a Tinker for it or Tinker out of it. I don't know if it'll make the cut, but I'll pick it. It's kind of funny, though. Uh, Brawl Chief Compliance, Zealous Conscripts, and Shallow Grave. Maybe Reanimator was a little more open, but we didn't see any of the super good reanimated cards. Uh, Animate Dead, things like that. I'll take the conscripts. City of Traders and Tithe Taker. I'll toss the City of Traders in my sideboard. <laughs> the boldest Citadel came back. Oh man, if you love them, let them go. Alright, let's build this pile. Some easy initial cuts here. Some cards that just don't really seem to fit our vector. March of Otherworldly Light is a little hard for us to cast. As we work our way up to the curve here, consider... Seems fine. We'll want some smoothing, some glue in this deck. And I think we will be base, blue, red, green. So the miscalc, the counterspell, they look good. The thoracle, not looking super relevant for us. I don't think this is going to be a draw or hold deck type of win. I think we're going to try to win the game by resolving a huge top end haymaker and just smacking our opponent with it a couple times. Uh, looks like in the early game, things like, well, desperate ritual. No, we're not going to need that. Renin 6 is good. Lightning Helix, I like that you can hit both that and W6 off Niv-Mizzet. Is it Signet and uh, Simic Signet? Both on-color Signets for us. Those are good. Moving up to the 3-drop slot, we've got a Tinker. Seems pretty solid. Jessica's Will is just a ritual in this deck. We're, you know, floating for card advantage. I don't think we're going to be looking for card advantage too much. I think we're, we have plenty in all of our uh, other nonsense here. I'm going to start by cutting the Will. That seems more like a, like a Storm card or some sort of Combo wheelie reanimator card. Dak Fane is just a great value engine. Basalt Monolith. Hmm. A lot of our best cards have pretty intense mana symbols, and I don't think the Basalt Monolith helps us get there. It's kind of more of an artifact mana card. Coalition Relic, definitely staying in. Same with Chandra, Minskin Boo, and Omnath. These are some pretty key components. These are going to be some, some haymakers in our deck. Uh, again, kind of got like a teamer, teamer white mid-range shell going on here. Moving up the curve, we can cut the Zealous Conscripts. Not looking great for us. Elishnor Mother and Machines. Hmm. We don't have that many solid ETB effects. I mean, even a lot of our haymakers like Coma, Sphinx of the Steelwind, Inkwell Leviathan, 
these cards, they don't have ETB effects. I could see Elastorm maybe being sided in to shut off opponent stuff if we see that they have a lot of it, but I'm not loving it as a main deck option. For, uh, for those keeping track at home, I'm looking to cut around three more cards. Now, the five drop slot, it looks a little suspicious. Dream Halls, Niv-Mizzet Reborn, and Timeless Lotus. Hmm. We do have quite a few cards we can hit off Niv-Mizzet. Renin Six, Lightning Helix, Dak Faden. You could actually hit all of those individually. Minsk and Boo uh, would be a little awkward if you hit both that and Renin Six, but they're both busted Planeswalkers. Wouldn't mind hitting one of them. Coma, uh, you could hit that one as well. Looks like that's it. Hmm. Plus, Niv-Mizzet is just a big... 5-mana 6-6 six, six flyer, and uh, the Timeless Lotus does help cast it pretty easily. It's kind of funny. I don't know if it's a good plan, though. Uh, let's come back to that. Again, we need uh, three more cuts here. Moving our way up the curve, we've got a Consecrated Sphinx, an Echo of Eons, and an Inferno Titan. Echo is the 6-mana each player shuffles their hand and graveyard into the library and then draws 7 cards. I mean, th this could be the type of deck where we ramp our stuff out early, but we look a little more mid-rangey than that. Plus, we have other ways of getting card advantage. I like wheels when you're able to dump your entire hand very early, like the first couple turns uh, before your opponent does. Then you've broken the symmetry, right? Then when you wheel, uh, your opponent is functionally drawing two or three cards, and you're drawing six or seven. And uh, then you're getting a lot more out of it. This deck also isn't doing any wacky combo stuff. It's not like I have a Narset or a Leovold that helps me uh, break the symmetry, where I would draw seven, they would only draw one, or uh, not even a Shieldred, where they'd lose a million life and I'd gain a million life. So I think I'm going to cut the Echo. Infernal Titan seems fine, just a reasonable top end. Koma's looking a little suspicious. Uh, I have better things to, to do in the top end, especially if I'm trying to ramp out nonsense things. Sundering Titan. Obviously a great thing to hit off Tinker, and the things we have to Tinker to sack are my two Signets, the Coalition Relic, and the Timeless Lotus. Oh, I guess the Walking Ballista too, if, uh, if that's in there. I guess I could, you know, ping down so that it only has one counter on it, and then, then sack it to the, uh, to the Tinker. Do I have any ways of making artifacts in this deck? It doesn't look like it. I could steal an artifact from my opponent off of Dak Faden, but I'm not making treasures or clues or anything. Hmm. Okay, so Sundering Titan is a great Tinker target, but it does hit a bunch of our lands. I'd probably have to sack a, a couple of mine, and it could be embarrassing against Mono Green, where it ends up having more a negative effect on me than them. Maybe with Dream Halls, I want to cut the Sundering Titan. That way I have Sphinx of Steelwind and Inkwell Leviathan as my top end cards. Not even entirely sure I need both of those. Uh, but back to Coma. Coma is just kind of a big thing to ramp out. I guess I could Dream Halls out a Coma. That can be pretty hard for some decks to deal with. But I also have Inferno Titan, Consecrated Sphinx, Nickel Bolas, Sphinx of Steelwind, Ink Eyes. Or not Ink Eyes, Inky. Old Inkwell Leviathan is things that I could tutor out uh, with Tinker. Uh, specifically Inkwell, Sphinx. <laughs> I guess I could even Tinker out Timeless Lotus. That's kind of funny. Uh, something like Simit Signet. Next turn, untap Tinker, Timeless Lotus. Untapped. Nicol Bolas God Pharaoh? That seems like a plan. Uh, I think I'm going to cut the coma here. And that gives us three targets that I can hit with either Tinker or cheat out with Dream Halls pretty effectively. Uh, two targets to hit with Tinker, three with Dream Halls. Uh, I do have the Bolas of Citadel, but Bolas of Citadel does not pair well with million mana cards that you're trying to cheat out in other ways. Uh, you, can't, you can't pay that much life for this. 
I, I can actually even just yesterday while I was playing that mono white deck, I was happy to see my opponent uh, put a, a, a bolus of Citadel into play from Tinker when I had already gotten them down to nine. Because how much life can you really pay against an aggro deck when you're at nine? <laughs> Anyway, this deck is looking pretty solid. Definitely a goofy one. Uh, let's see what it wants me to add for lands. It's suggesting a handful of each. Not sure I need a basic swamp. The swamp would be for the, I guess, the Niv-Mizzet and the Sphinx of the Steelwind. My mana base, I have the Prismatic Vista. Oh, I guess I have a Prismatic Vista. Yeah, so I do want one of each basic. I do have a bunch of good fixing even within the deck. The Coalition Relic, the Signets, Timeless Lotus is going to help. I have some ways of adding mana, too. Um, Nath can float a bunch of mana. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Dak can steal my opponent's moxes, so that way I get to play with some power after all. Xander's Lounge can get fetched off of the Verdict Catacomb, so that's kind of like two black sources there. Uh, and then a bunch of blue and red. Yeah, this deck looks pretty solid. Looks like a lot of fun, for sure. Uh, I will take a screenshot of this and then uh, make sure we can upload this uh, into, into the Draft Trap Discord so you can all take another look at this. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed following along. This has been a pretty interesting draft. No power, but, you know, I think I can get a solid 2-1 out of this pile anyway. Uh, at least I'll try it. It's going to be a fun, fun uh, deck to pilot regardless. I mean, look at all these ridiculous cards. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, Vintage Cube should still be around for a little while longer. Highly recommend giving it a go. It took me a long time to get into it. Honestly, it seemed pretty intimidating. But once you just kind of lean into it, Lean into the fact that you don't really know what's happening. There's a lot of old cards, a lot of very talented players that really know what they're doing with things like Storm and Reanimator. Uh, but then there's also Mono Green, Mono White, and Mono Red. Uh, decks that you know, maybe better entry points. You can kind of watch yourself level up as you understand Vintage Cube better. And it is one of the most premier ways to play uh, what is the best game on Earth. So highly recommend you go give it a shot. Anyway, thanks for listening, folks, and uh, thanks for following along with me in my nonsense Vintage Cube escapade. Uh, hop in the Discord. Tell me what you thought. Were you disappointed, crying, sobbing that Zach was not on the show this week? Uh, could you bear to listen to even five minutes of me? I don't know. Uh, but if you could, uh, I'd appreciate the feedback because it's kind of weird doing this by myself. It's nerve-wracking in a way. I guess it's kind of like when I just teach all day to students, although... I guess the difference is the active feedback, kind of see their faces. So maybe if I see you all saying something in Discord, uh, that, that, that kind of might resolve the issue. Maybe make me feel a little better about it. Anyway, thanks again for listening, folks. And uh, we'll both be back next week. Quick little sign off. I figure if you made it this far, you deserve a, a reward, at least to the first listener to get here. Uh, quickly now, A123C dash... 6918D dash 68EFF dash 36779 dash 5B567. Go type that in Arena. Let us know in the Discord when you do, and we'll give you a shout out there as well. 